welcome to a podcast for Redefined Sisters. We are a discipling community of women flourishing in faith and redefined by the gospel. Our deepest desire is to equip women to be deeply rooted in the word of God and live in community with one another. Welcome back, ladies, to the Redefined Sisters podcast. And to begin, we have a fun question. Emily, how do you stay close to Christ and refresh in busy seasons while working outside the home, diligently working in the home, and as a mama with a full schedule? And what is a resource that you simply cannot put down this week? Well, I would say for me personally, we've been in a very busy and extremely hard season. So to stay close to Christ, I have found that continuously waking up early to hear from the Lord delighting in the word and spending um, some much needed time in prayer before the day gets going is so helpful to focus my eyes on Jesus. But I enjoy on the weekends taking time to enjoy a refreshing iced latte and riding my horse Luna on the weekends. It's just something about a slower pace and just, um, just taking time to unwind and just take a break from the normal day-to-day flow is so helpful. And a favorite resource that I can't put down would be Treasuring Christ by Gloria Furman. And I I love this um, little meditation book because the gospel should capture and renew our hearts, even in the most mundane aspects of our lives as believers and mamas. And it kind of just really helps focus your eyes on eternity when you're busy in the everyday mundane um, task of um, nurturing little souls. So I've just found that that book is extremely helpful um, and impactful to my walk with Christ as well. What about you? So we've had such a crazy season the past couple months. The whole summer has been, I think, one of the hardest seasons that we have been in with moving and having three kids, getting them ready for school and my husband having his new job and trying to figure out a good schedule with that and just trying to be settled back in our hometown. My anxiety and everything has just been on the rise with everything going on. But my biggest resource has been music and just even trying to take some time with my husband and my family. My husband and I are actually going to be starting a couple's Bible study and trying to read the Bible together more often, which I know will be extremely good for our marriage, but also our faith in general. And We also have started watching The Chosen together and having discussions about that just because it's something visual that we can see. And honestly, we love it so far. But just taking the time out of my day also just to read my Bible and listen to some worship music and really get into that mindset has been great. And it's something that has really helped me especially with the really hard times that I have been through recently, whether it's motherhood or just everything else going on. Yeah, and I think motherhood combined with all the other difficult things in life that you have going on can 
really elevate things and make things even harder sometimes. So yeah, that was definitely um, our case yesterday with just trying to parent in different with three kids in three different seasons with three different ages it's extremely rough and just trying to navigate that has been very challenging for us but I know one day we will see the benefits of it it's just getting to that stage because it can get extremely hard yeah yeah for sure and I love that you and your husband are doing a couple's bible study that'll be so great for your marriage um, just to read the Bible together as a couple is super impactful. Yeah, it's something that we have recently discussed. He was the one that actually brought it up because he just likes to sit and actually read the chapters. He isn't a fan of like sermon series, I guess, but he really likes to just sit and read the word and dissect it for chapter by chapter. That's just how he prefers to read it. And he really wants to do that together which I think would be a great idea. And I told him that I have a reading calendar that we do. So it will be really good. And whether we do an actual Bible study or just read the Bible together in general, it's going to be really impactful and really helpful. And I'm excited to see where that takes us. Yeah, I think just having someone to read the Bible with and be able to talk about what you're reading through together is um, great, a great dialogue and it adds to your understanding for sure. Oh, absolutely. Well, welcome to our new series. This fall, we will be reading through the Bible together, which like I just said, we actually have a monthly reading calendar that helps you follow along with us and live studies to dig deeper within our Facebook discipleship community, and we hope you join us there. And yes, we will even cover those difficult chapters and passages. This week, join us as Emily prepares to serve at her upcoming women's retreat at her church. Over the next couple weeks, we plan to hit pause on our calendar to cover the book of Ruth and discuss the beautiful truths in this small but very powerful book. So pour a cup of coffee or tea, Grab your journal and join us as we begin this new series. This will be perfect for any woman, so listen along anytime, anywhere. I, Jordan, will be your host, joined by my dear friend, Emily. Hi, ladies. She is also the founder of Redivine Sisters. We are thankful for you and your gracious support of this ministry and podcast. So thank you for tuning in, ladies. Our hope and prayer through this series is that you see and behold the beauty of reading through scripture with us, but also the key themes as seen through the Bible, which is creation, fall, redemption, and consummation, as they will be brought into focus for you in the Old and the New Testaments. This week, we travel back into the period of Judges, where the events within the book of Ruth come into focus, a historical short story reminding readers of God's providence. We are reading from the NASB and Emily's Study Bible, the ESV, and we will be covering chapters one and two. So for our word study, we are going to be focusing on kindness. So the Hebrew word for that is actually hesed, which means unfailing love, often translated as loving kindness. God's covenant love is the implication Within this eternal love and kindness is compassion, forgiveness, and blessings. So within the book of Ruth, 
the providence of God, redemption that is fully provided and given through Jesus Christ, the importance of marriage and family. Most importantly, God's heart for every woman is seen throughout this beautiful book. And it's probably one of my favorite books of the Bible, to be honest. Oh, really good. Yeah, I love the book of Ruth. I know it's so short, but just the way that it really focuses on family and marriage, it's so powerful. And it's one of my favorites. Yeah. And I love just the providence of God. Like you can see his hand throughout the book um, because there are times where his name is not mentioned, but you see behind the scenes that he's working. Yes, exactly. These two chapters that we cover, we do have some key verses, and we are going to start in chapter one of Ruth and read verse 11. But Naomi said, turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Have I yet sons in my womb that they may become your husbands? Next, we will go to chapter 15 and 16. And she said, see, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. And then we will cover verse 22. So Naomi returned and Ruth with the Moabite her daughter-in-law with her, who returned from the country of Moab. They came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. And next, we're going to cover chapter 2, and let's go to verse 3. So she set out and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was one of the clan of the Elimelech. And we're going to go to chapter 10. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground and said to him, why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? And we're going to continue in verses 11 and 12. But Boaz answered her, all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me and how you left your father and mother and your native land and came to a people that you did not know before. The Lord repay you for what you have done, and a full reward be given to you by the Lord, the God of Israel. Under those wings, you have come to take refuge. Next, we're going to turn to verse 16, and also pull out some of the bundles for her, and leave it for her to glean, and do not rebuke her. Next, we'll look at verse 18. And she took it up and went to the city. Her mother-in-law saw that she had gleaned. She also brought out and gave her what food she had left over after being satisfied. Next, we're going to look at verse 20. And Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, May he be blessed by the Lord whose kindness has not forsaken the living nor the dead. Naomi also said to her, The man is a close relative of ours, one of our redeemers. And lastly, we're going to look at verse 23. So she kept close to the young woman of Boaz, gleaning until the end of the barley and wheat harvests. And she had lived with her mother-in-law. So for verse 18 that we just covered, we're actually going to 
turn over to Proverbs chapter 31, verse 26. So in Proverbs chapter 31, verse 26, it says, She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. And Emily, would you like to go over some of the application points for this book? Yes, absolutely. I will do that. So just a little quick review. When we look at our word study, we're focused on the word kindness. And so in Hebrew, that is hesed, which means unfailing love. So it's often translated as a loving kindness. So the focus is on God's covenant love. So within this eternal love is kindness, compassion, forgiveness, and blessings. In the book of Ruth, um, we see some very important key themes, the providence of God, his hand um, in the life of um, Ruth, Naomi, um, continuing uh, this lineage of Elimelech's family, the importance of marriage and family, and most importantly, we see um, the lineage through Ruth and Boaz. Um, through who Jesus was born through King David. And so we also see God's heart for every woman in this book. And so there's a lot of importance um, nestled within this short story. But the application points, I'm going to go over some verses that will kind of help this make more sense. So I'm going to wait to touch on those. So I'm going to go to chapter one. I'm going to start in verse 11. But Naomi replied, return home, my daughters. Why do you want to go with me? Am I able to have any more sons who could become your husbands? So just to give you some context, so there was a famine in the land. And so um, Naomi and her husband and her two sons, they actually left Bethlehem to go to Moab to um get away from the famine, obviously. And then while they were in the land of Moab, their two sons married Moabite women. And so this is kind of coming into play where her sons and her husband have died. And she's telling um, her daughters-in-law to return back to Moab. And we see a powerful statement by Ruth. It's really a powerful statement of faith to follow God, to follow the God of Naomi, um, but most importantly, this becomes a personal God to Ruth. And so we see that in verse 16, Ruth replied, don't plead with me to abandon you or to return and not follow you for wherever you go, I will go and wherever you live, I will live and your people will be my people and your God will be my God. So it's a very personal connection to God, but through that it became a personal relationship with him. So it was more than just about following Naomi's God. God actually became Ruth's God um, and Savior. So I'm going to go to chapter 2, verse 3. So Ruth left and entered the field to gather grain behind the harvester. She happened to be in the portion of the field belonging to Boaz, who was from Elimelech's family. So in the verses that I kind of highlighted for you, the kindness of God and the kindness of Ruth is powerfully displayed. Anytime that God opens our eyes to salvation in him is a beautiful thing. And so that is a kindness and a grace of God to even open our eyes and to save us from eternal death. 
and to spend eternity with him. And so um, that right there is, you know, a very good gift of God. And so we also see the kindness of Ruth as she desires to follow Naomi because Naomi's a widow at this point, you know, she's lost her two sons, she's lost her husband. Um, so it's very important that through Ruth, um, Naomi's family could be, you know, the line of Elimelech could be continued. Um, and we see that through Boaz and Ruth. So in what ways are we displaying the kindness of Christ to those around us? So Ruth was a very kind and godly woman. Um, she followed Naomi. She, um, did what she could to help care for Naomi, who was a widow at this point. Secondly, how can we imitate the faith of Ruth in all aspects of our life this week? And Jordan, um, since we walked through the application points, if you want to give us some verses to focus our hearts on the kindness of Christ, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. So, if you ladies remember when we did the Fruit of the Spirit series, so many of these verses were actually covered already. So we are kind of just giving you a solid reminder about them. So I am actually going to start in the book of Isaiah, and we are going to turn to chapter 54, and it's going to be verse 8. In overflowing anger for a moment, I hid my face from you, but with everlasting love, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. And next, we're going to turn to Isaiah chapter 63, verse 7. I will recount the steadfast love of the Lord, the praises of the Lord, according to all that the Lord has granted us, and that the great goodness to the house of Israel, that he has granted them according to his compassion, according to the abundance of his steadfast love. Next, we are going to turn to Hosea chapter 11, verse 4. I led them with cords of kindness, with the bands of love, and I became to them as one who eases the yoke on their jaws, and I bent down to them and fed them. And lastly, we're going to turn to Romans chapter 11, verse 22. Note then the kindness and severity of God. Severity towards those who have fallen, but God's kindness to you, provided you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you too will be cut off. And I just want to mention that there's so many ways to go about the word of kindness within the Old Testament and the New Testament, because there's many verses that will explain that type of kindness as steadfast love or everlasting love, just so you ladies don't get confused because there's so many different ways to go about it. And it's honestly a beautiful way of describing kindness. And Emily, if you wanted to cover those verses that you were mentioning earlier and go over maybe some of your commentator notes as well. Yes, I will do that. I'm actually in my um, CSB Bible. That's where I have a lot of my commentator notes. And um, I actually don't dig into this Bible. Like in my everyday um, reading through scripture, I don't pull this out like immediately. I, I work through my NASB. And then if I um, 
need a little bit deeper study, I will go into this a little bit more. And so when we prepare for these podcasts, I will look at this a little bit more. And sometimes I'll look into other resources as well to just add to my understanding um, of the book of Ruth and other um, books of the Bible in general. But let's go ahead and focus again on verses 11 and 16 in chapter 1. Naomi replied, return home, my daughters. Why do you want to go with me? Am I able to have any more sons who could become your husbands? In verse 16, but Ruth replied, don't plead with me to abandon you or to return and not follow you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. And then chapter two, verse three. So Ruth left and entered the field to gather grain behind the harvester. She happened to be in the portion of the field belonging to Boaz, who was from Elimelech's family. So in this, I've really highlighted this because the faithfulness of God and Ruth's statement of faith and her faithfulness to Naomi are very, very important. You can see the hand of God through this. Um, the fact that she was in the field of Boaz is God's providence. Um, and so you can see God's hand throughout this entire book, even though his name is not mentioned. We see the lineage of Christ when we get to chapter four. And that's such a beautiful picture. But up until that point, we really don't see the name of God. And so we see God's hand all throughout this book. So I'm going to go to chapter two again and read verses 19 through 23. Her mother-in-law said to her, where did you gather barley today and where did you work? May the Lord bless the man who noticed you. Ruth told her mother-in-law whom she had worked with and said, the name of the man I worked with today is Boaz. Then Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, may the Lord bless him because he has not abandoned his kindness to the living or the dead. Naomi continued, the man is a close relative. He is one of our family redeemers. Ruth the Moabitess said, he also told me, stay with my young men until they have finished all of my harvest. So Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, Ruth, my daughter, it is good for you to work with his female servants, that nothing will happen to you in another field. Ruth stayed close to Boaz's female servants and gathered grain until the barley and the wheat harvests were finished. And she lived with her mother-in-law. So I want to touch on where we talked about the close relative who was one of Naomi's family redeemers. Um, this, the Hebrew word for this is goel, so kinsman redeemers. So essentially this role function on behalf of another person to redeem in a time of crisis. And so I'll read you a little bit of my commentator notes just to add to your understanding of what we're talking about here. But the kinsman redeemer was prepared to redeem Elimelech's land until Boaz told him that this would entail marrying Ruth the Moabitess. Boaz was personally prepared to accept the moral obligation of marrying Ruth and fathering a child through her in behalf of Elimelech and Malek. Boaz fulfilled this role, and the text does not state why the Redeemer refused uh, his responsibility because Boaz was not next in line. The text does not state why the Redeemer 